0: Mr. Chairman, I must congratulate uh, Nicholas on your behalf because, as you can see, it's just in time. Uh, we move on now uh, to our questions to the panel. And first, uh, I would invite uh, Josh Arkadis, of Baby N. Amro, based in Athens, to share with us uh, his answer to the following question. George, what are the merits of traditional bank financing vis-a-vis new sources or alternative sources of finance? Thank you, Artis.
1: Thank you very much, Nicolas, for asking me to participate in this panel. I think uh, Nicholas uh, just picked up a, a few points of what I was going to say. I think uh, traditional bank financing uh, has certain benefits over other sources of funding. Uh, For the shipping community and for the ship owners, I think the relationship issue is the most important one. Traditional ship owners, they want to stick to banks and borrow money from banks, which have a, a shipping culture and tradition. It is very important for them. And that also provides a certain level of flexibility. Unlike what most people think, banks are usually flexible organizations. And we see that uh, in the downturn of the market, when certain amendments need to take place. You might have a uh, 100-page loan agreement, but behind the documents it's the people. And we have seen in uh, recent years how quickly banks were able to support their clients in such uh, difficult times by coming up with balanced approach and solving the various issues that uh, appeared as a result of the market conditions. So relationship and flexibility are quite key issues. I would also add the issue of efficiency. I think that uh, banks are very quick in uh, getting decisions you probably, we probably need four to six weeks from the time of negotiation until the time a firm commitment can be sent out. And that, uh, I don't think it is the case with uh, other institutions which are prepared or willing to do the same, uh, the same thing. And the last one is uh, definitely costs. I believe that uh, traditional bank debt is uh, the cheapest, maybe by far the cheapest, way of sourcing debt. And uh, as it appears, you know, it's a win-win situation for the banks and for their clients, the shipping community. So I think uh, going forward, uh, traditional debt will remain the key source of funding for shipping companies.
0: Thank you, George. Uh, The next question goes to um, our friend from uh, BMB Bank. I don't purposely do not pronounce his first name, because if I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, um, then you will have difficulty of pronouncing K-J-A-R-T-A-N. My secretary yesterday taught me a new technological tool called howtopronounce.com. And I learned, <coughs> I learned, like Mr. Polis has just said, that his name is pronounced Chartan. Chartan, a nose name, and uh, uh, pronounced like that. Okay, Chartan. Um, in the changing world of today, what would investors need to know in order to access alternative funds? Alternative finance from a bank like yours. What is the recipe?
2: First of all, with a name like mine, you, you need to react to anything. So uh, whatever you, whether, whatever the way you pronounce my name, I would probably uh, react to that. Somewhere. But you did it well. Um, talking about recipe, without uh, any mention of cooking the books, but uh, I will give you a recipe and you will need to cook it. Um, I think there are some key features for uh, getting access to capital, whether it be banks or... Uh, other sources of uh, funds and the industry is becoming more and more regulated both on the shipping side but also on the banking side and uh, uh, I will mention the ingredients to you and you need to put this together and uh, it's uh, probably easier said than done but uh, I think from from our perspective uh, having a good track record uh, is important and obviously as a newcomer you don't have that so it's important then to either Team up with somebody who has the track record or simply struggle your way through some years of building it up. Uh, But we look for that and investors look for that. Um, Management and owner uh, quality is becoming more and more important. And I say that because uh, we have been through good and bad times recently. And the way people act in good times is one thing, the way they act in bad times is a completely different thing. And that's when you really learn whether you have a strong relationship or not, and the real quality of the people you deal with. Transparency, corporate governance are more and more important. Uh, Having a consolidated uh, holding structure I think is the future. Greece has had a majority of SBCs instead of that, but we see a trend now towards more and more uh, consolidated structures I think that also helps in terms of transparency uh, you need the financials needed obviously and that is also a, it's an important point beyond the quality of the fleet the age of the fleet you need a solid uh, financial setup to actually get more capital the more money in reality the more equity and money you have the more you get access to which is a paradox but um, that's the <coughs> logic of finance I guess um, and then another topic that we discuss a lot in b these days is the approach to CSR. Uh, you may say, oh, and, and yet another uh, point to, to highlight, but uh, uh, corporate responsibility is becoming more and more important. Uh, some banks have uh, discussions around uh, how vessels are scrapped. Uh, you know, your approach uh, and your value set in terms of the environment and uh, and uh, new regulations in that regard uh, has a bearing on your access to capital. So in reality, the combination of all the things I've just mentioned is probably what you need to target to maximize your chances uh, for getting capital and as flexible as, uh, as possible. short uh, recipe. Short uh, thank you, Chargan. Uh, Mark,
0: let's move now to the strategic markets. Please let our delegates uh, know what is happening in the M&A field and um, how capital availability is impacting growth
3: in the shipping industry. Sure, uh, thank you for that. I guess um, you know, hearing the first two panelists who spoke well about the recipe for day, The only thing I'd like to add is one of the recipes is actually adding in more equity. Um, So people shouldn't lose track of the fact that um, balance sheet has become increased from a public market point of view and perhaps for a private ship owner to get finance. Um, As I like to say, debt is a four-letter word. Um, And having spent the last eight or so years working with companies that had to restructure perhaps didn't always uh, do so well in the tough times, it's just a reminder um, to be raising equity and the fact now that LIBOR is rising and margins are getting higher, maybe the fact that they're sort of converging a little bit from a price point of view may help in that regard. Um, You know, the M&A side, frankly, has been um, sort of quiet of late, and part of the reason why is we haven't had a great functioning uh, equity market. And when you look at most of the companies um, that are here, and we have some phenomenal companies represented on the panels and in the audience, um, many of them trade below net asset value. So you're not even getting paid the value of your underlying steel to be out there. And many of these companies have a lot of scale. So in that context, it's hard to create transactions and bring companies together. Um, the other interesting thing we observe as strategic advisors is there's a lot of private companies out there, some of whom were formed by private equity firms, and many of them have been holding their investments for a long period of time. And you would think that some of these pieces would start to trade and you'd see more consolidation. But when ultimately those owners don't see a next step of going public, it's hard to bring two private companies together, and when you have pump, pump, public companies trading below the value of their steel, it's also hard to create M&A. So I wish I was sort of more upbeat on some of this, but hopefully that, uh, you know, that sort of difficulty in the marketplace actually creates some opportunity for those companies that are particularly well capitalized or have particularly advantaged uh, positions in the market.
0: Thank you, Mark. Uh, our next pa- uh, panelist, Markus, has acquired his experience in Hamburg, once of, uh, one of the leading chip financing centers of the world. Uh, Markus, there are, uh, I suppose, 250 delegates in this room. Uh, 50 out of them are potential uh, clients of the Lendin Bank in Chip Finance. What are the factors banks look at nowadays? When assessing a proposed sheet finance transaction?
4: Um, I think most of them have already been mentioned by my neighbor. Um, I think from our perspective, it's a triangulation between three factors. It's first the owner, Um, it's second the asset, and it's third the market and market outlook for this particular asset. Um, The owner needs to have three report the, the owner needs to have the um, operational capabilities, the operational excellence, to operate the vessels uh, the owner is operating. It was mentioned earlier that um, during the good years, it's easy to make money. During the bad years, um, you really see who's a good operator and who's not. Um, so we are looking at that. But we also uh, look at the asset types because we understand that um, even the best owners, um, will lose in a consolidating market. So you can't have, um, or you can have the best owner, but when the best owner has the wrong asset, and there's no demand for that asset anymore, um, it, it's not a good value proposition. And uh, thirdly, as I mentioned, the market outlook for the um, for the specific asset, and this is obviously very closely correlated to the asset type. Um, to just give you an example, um, people, especially in the Hamburg market. And so uh, Panama's container vessels for scrap, um, seven years old. And people were shocked where I was asking myself, how were people, uh, why were people shocked? Because when I started doing ship finance, it was uh, in, in 2005, it was known information that the Panama, the, of the Panama Canal will be expanded. So the logical consequence of that is, the vessels are getting bigger. So people asked to ask themselves the question, what is the need for the old Panamax vessels going forward? And there, I think, owners as well as um, banks need to make the right investment slash lending decisions based on the thesis behind the investment slash lending. Um, and another very important factor talking to, uh, about owners again is alignment of interest. And we are mentioning I come from the market in Germany it was pretty much KGs where there's no alignment of interest. So we are looking at privately owned companies, family owned businesses, and we are looking at uh, companies where there's alignment of interest between the shareholding and the management um, of the vessels. And we are not looking at investment vehicles where we have uh, a huge number of investors and uh, no UBO we can talk to when there's a um, um, so this is uh, very shortly what our philosophy is in lending. If uh, we understand well, do you follow the credit,
0: uh, credit series uh, model of ship financing, which started many years back by Chase Manhattan, combining the ship finance with uh, wealth,
4: man- wealth management? Um, I wouldn't compare Lenig Bank to Credit Suisse to be honest. Um, we have a balance sheet of seven billion. They have a balance sheet of what? Um, The reality is, um, we are, I would say, as selective as they are when it comes to the counterparties, but I have to admit, we don't have the wealth management products they have, Um, so we want to to add value to our customers, and we can't add value in in wealth management, but I think we can add value both in lending, but also, um, Nicolas mentioned earlier, in operational um, banking and transaction banking, where we have a long history. Um, so this is where I think we are well-placed uh, when compared to things like... Uh, like And when it comes to the quality of our counterparties, I hope that uh, we, will, we will be able to build, we have already um, built a, a portfolio, and uh, I, I hope that we will be able to continue this path of building a portfolio with high-quality counterparties.
0: Uh, thank you for uh, bringing to my notice that wealth management is out of question, but uh, perhaps we should use the word, and I'm addressing Nicholas, relationship man- banking with the uh, clients, which creates a very close relationship with the potential to, to financing clients. Yes, absolutely. And as, as was discussed earlier
5: in the panel, this is uh, people's business, and, and you need to focus on the people. But to, to continue on what Marcus was saying, uh, lending is an expensive exercise nowadays so um, banks and i I think all banks in in the world nowadays seek the ancillary business to complement that and relationship banking is by definition the banking that provides a holistic approach and and, and services now um no one I, i i think us here in cyprus we don't have the capabilities of some of the bigger banks in uh, like Credit in, the, in on, on the wealth management side, but there is a very good uh, professional um, uh, 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 people here, here within the bank and within Cyprus that can provide very high quality services and I, I see no reason why uh, lending Business should be complemented by operational wealth and other, uh, and other businesses, which I think it be, it is the model and should be the model of, of every ship finance bank. Uh, uh,
0: George, let me come back to you. Uh, with the substantial losses that uh, shipping banks have incurred over the last years, is this still profitable to any banks who remain in shipping? Well.
1: <coughs> Relatively speaking, we have to compare the returns of shipping versus the returns of uh, other sectors of the economy. And uh, in that sense, uh, I believe shipping is uh, more profitable. In our bank, for example, shipping has one uh, of the highest return, uh, return on equities within our corporate and institutional banking portfolio. But we have to distinguish between the period before 2008 and the period after 2008, because a lot of things have changed since 2008. The structures have become much more conservative and the pricing has uh, more than doubled. What is very interesting about uh, SIG Finance is the fact that the credit, uh, due to the cyclicality of the shipping business, the credit rating of the shipping groups are penalized because of that. And that does not necessarily reflect their actual credit profile. In addition to that, there is uh, another factor which cannot be quantitative. And this has to do with the support of the families behind the shipping groups and for private companies especially. This is extremely important and it cannot be incorporated into the risk-rating model that the banks are using. Another very good reason which makes shipping profitable, or I would say more profitable than other sectors, is the fact that uh, it's a capital intensive business and as a result of that there are fewer transactions and larger transactions compared to other sectors again. So the cost base of shipping is much different than what it is in real estate for example or other sectors. For example you might have a group of uh, 10 people managing a portfolio of 4 billion. This is not the case with other sectors within the bank. And I think uh, the last uh, point uh, has to do with uh, how Mm. banks, in general, approach the client. We are talking about losses. But the question is, how these losses appear? I think that uh, most of the losses today, and especially on the period after 2008, are associated with problems in the offshore portfolio or containership transactions uh, related to KD structures, which is not really the bread and butter business of shipping banks. If you take those factors out, I don't believe that the the losses in shipping are higher than the losses in other sectors, in real estate, for example. At least this is not happening in my Uh, bank.
0: I don't know if I answered. Thank you, George. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am one of the veterans in this uh, conference with a couple of gentlemen I see on the front line, on the front uh, sitting. Uh, My complaint to conference organizers throughout my long career was that uh, the audience, the delegates, were never given the chance of putting the questions they wanted to put. This is the chance I will give to you today. Please uh, raise your hand. I would like you to put the questions to uh, the panelists who have not had a second round uh, to uh, express their views on the subject matter of their expertise. Captain Sarkos. (laughs)
6: Ευχαριστώ. 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 you. Ευχαριστώ. Ευχαριστώ. Ευχαριστώ.
0: For the benefit of our non-Clean speaker, uh what can Sago said uh, um, for uh, bankers you look very to be very sympathetic people
6: even with the difficult names <laughs> all of you God bless you alablished the must say me create areas for the small companies that you seem to be uh, not very encouraged, not very <coughs> positive and oh, concerned. And you also brought up some statistics uh, that the small companies reduce in numbers and the big companies have not increased in numbers, but what happened to the middle companies? The middle companies have increased. No, I don't know when, any, well, I know some associated, family associated, the smaller companies of mine in world, that are doing extremely well. With 5 to 15, 15 ships, they have much better costs and much better results, much better control. And they live in, my cousins and late brothers who are leaving their offices at least two, three hours earlier than I do, and, and let, let alone my son Nicholas. <laughs> so small companies are mainly, are normally family companies. But we all started somehow like this the the in the present audience you have a number of self-made people who are by far big supporters today most of them are self-made, self-made companies started with uh, a few or one ship, and with a few uh, millions or even hundreds of thousands dollars. So, especially Greek shipping. And Greek shipping is a good example. If not the best, it's a good example. It's not like everything else, starting with Greek. Greek shipping. It's a good example. I think, I feel uh, that we ought to pay a much more respect, to have more time for them, and follow them up like I have been followed by colleagues of yours. one of them, Greek, he had your name, was Dimitris of is his Ethnikis father of a good dear colleague today, Lefteris Papadiris. His father was in the shipping uh, branch of National Bank of Greece in Pairius. He followed my career uh, with the first ships that I bought from, uh, with serious credit. He financed my second ship, and he was doing so until uh, I reached 10 ships, having himself introduced me to American banks. And uh, we took it to me. So please, uh, I talk too much. But please, I believe very, very strongly in this phrase less blood in indigenous that is uh very much emptyness that has uh, but, uh, an excellent future for those who believe uh, and act with these three five P P tennis and we don't feel about passion
0: Gentlemen, uh, may I draw the attention to the younger members of the audience who have not had the opportunity, the privilege, and the honor of having met or having heard before Captain Banayodi Tsakos? I'm sure they do. I will not say many things, but uh, on behalf of all the Cypriot delegates, uh, Captain Banayodi, I would like to pay tribute to you because you have been one of the faithful, most faithful friends of Cyprus shipping since 1970, yes, 1970, ladies and gentlemen, when Captain Panayodis, a young master murderer at the time, having just said goodbye to Captain Nicolas Papayos and Iris shipping, bought his first ship, registered on the Cyprus flag, and called it Aristar. What is Captain Sargos and his group today? All you can find out from the press and for God, A warm applause for Captain
6: (laughs) Tappé. To friends like them, because it is with your support and friendship that we're going there. Thank you, thank you very much.
2: Ladies
0: and gentlemen, we will take uh, another question. Yeah, let, let me just say, uh, I mean, th- Cap- Captain. Thank you so much for um, for
5: extending and, and correcting what I said. If it didn't, if it didn't come through correctly, I was a bit concerned. The number of total number of companies in in, in Greek shipping has decreased by about. 140 150 over these since the 2008 crisis and that was mostly by the small ones I haven't done the complete analysis of this the smaller the medium and the larger size and and not disrespect to the to the larger companies which, which I know you, um, you you represent but uh, uh, the smaller companies which everyone started in I uh, consider the backbone of Hellenic of shipping and and I am very excited and enthusiastic that the majority of the business that we'll probably be doing in the Bank of Cyprus will be
0: on, on, on these type of clients. Thank you, Nicolas. Ladies and another question from uh, the audience, from the floor. Okay.
2: I, I can just add the. I see it from GNB's perspective on, on your good point. Um, uh, it's good to hear that some banks can concentrate on smaller owners and new setups. Uh, looking at this from Norway, which is also an important shipping nation, part of the undergrowth of the shipping initiatives have disappeared uh, over time because it was more and more difficult to get the financing when you started up something. So you have fantastic people who. Had a good idea but couldn't put it into life because they lacked the initial, I was it, nudge to get it going. And the problem, I think, isn't that uh, those who work in banks don't like these setups. It's in reality because regulations, the way you measure risk, uh, FSAs, and the development of the regulatory world generally push banks. Normally speaking, and hopefully luckily we have some exceptions, to go towards bigger and bigger companies, uh, more consolidated structures and so on, um, which in reality, and back to George's uh, good point, means that the risk is not perfectly reflected in banks' models. Those who work in this business know the real risk, but you can't get exceptions for that when you speak with third parties. And that, that's a, an industrial challenge, because you need the winners of tomorrow to actually be able to grow. Uh, so I, 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 for region shipping, also, this is a concern. So there uh, you are, just a comment. Thank you, Chartan
0: Mark will have the opportunity to speak to you later on as moderator. At the final uh, uh, chance to share with you his experience since he arrived in Cyprus, go to
4: Marcus. Markus, you have the floor. Um, yeah, to, to just uh, add my views to what was discussed regarding um, small and medium-sized ones. Atlantic Bank, we, we focus on small to medium-sized donors. Um, we believe that this is where we can add most value, because as we were hearing, uh, the, the large international banks are focusing on the large donors, on the top 5%, basically. and. Everyone can judge whether the, today's rating systems and banking regulation is the right way to address an industry which is a commodity market. Shipping is a commodity market, and how do you want to um, to reflect a commodity market in a, in a in a in a in a financial model that is basically following trends? But in a commodity market, you can have changing trends from one day to another, um, which is naturally difficult. Um, so many of the traditional small to medium-sized owners do not meet the requirements international banks have, but by no means it means that they are worse performers or operators of vessels. To the contrary, we have seen a lot of small and medium-sized owners where we have looked into financing um, them, where the operating expenses were lower than for large ones, and. And my belief, in my experience, there can also be negative economies of scale when a company is growing too big. Um, because there's an aspect of micromanaging in shipping. When an owner is able to micromanage and control the cost, um, this is adding value to the owner through alignment of interest. Whereas when a company is growing too big, 100 plus vessels, um, where you have a corporate structure, a completely different corporate setup, um, owner might not be able to be as hands on as needed anymore. Um, so I rather prefer to finance a small owner who has, say, 10 vessels, 15 vessels, then owner who has 100 vessels and is underperforming on the operating expenses or, um, overhead costs, which also plays a role. For small owners, we often have, like, management fees for the privately owned management company as well of, like, per day per vessel, or even lower. Um, I know examples of large corporate-style companies where we have 2,000 a day. And this is making a difference in the actual performance, especially during the the bad days, when it really matters. Um, So I think those are advantages of small owners, and I'm I'm, I'm very afraid to see that um, this is a dislocated market, especially for the small to medium-sized owners, um, because, as I said, by no means they
3: are worse than what they are doing. Yeah, I, I could just add one thing quickly, and that is, you know, from a capital market perspective, look, large sizes in general better. So that's not to say you can't find a small company get larger and excel in the capital markets. But I completely agree with Marcus, which may be a first name <laughs> Marcus. Uh, <laughs> it's about focus and. What is, size does have diseconomies dis of scale and I would, I'm staring at a couple owners here, um, Paulus and Petros all the way in the back, who have done amazing jobs in terms of how they operate the vessels. I'm sure other companies here may mirror the performance, but when you see OPEX per vessel, you know, at for near $4,000 a day, it's remarkable. And when you see them being able to properly scale the sg as well. Um, that shows focus, and that can be, you can see focus in large companies or small companies, and you will get paid in the capital markets if you have that focus and that discipline. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before um,
0: we sit down, uh, I have to read to you a letter It was delivered to me by a young and charming lady. Uh, It is addressed to Mr. Nicholas Bornozis, President Capital Link. It's an open letter, so with the permission of the Chairman, I will read it. Dear Mr. Bornozis, firstly we warmly thank you on behalf of all civil delegates for putting Cyprus on the shipping world map of Capital Link. However, we have a special request for you. Please do not organize another shipping forum in Cyprus, the island of Aphrodite, on St. Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Even with this sweet thought and equally sweet chocolate of Mr. Polis Hegiano.